On today's episode, we're going to go over all of the perks of being a Disney World annual pass holder. Get your notepads ready. This is episode 66 of the Off the Monorails podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is the Off the Monorails podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, and joined today, as always, by my two fellow co-hosts, Justin and Ryan. Fellas, how goes it? It goes well, sir. Uh, How about yourself? Yeah, Yeah, good. Good. We are. We're good. We're inching closer to the end of the school year, uh, which is always an exciting time for us dads um yeah it's uh it's fun filled there are so many activities happening with schools right all the end of the year programs yeah. and things like that the events that you're running back and forth to uh it's been a whirlwind of uh last couple of months uh so yeah <laughs> i'm um i'm i'm hanging in there uh, getting excited getting geared up ready to go to disney in a couple of weeks um super excited about that so it's it's been um you know, it's been about two months since I've been, and uh, it's been two months too long. Yep, right. yeah. Get after it. Felt that. Yeah. Looking forward to getting back down there on property myself. So I uh, guess I'm planning to do. Well, you know, with the beauty of our situation is we always know that we can go at any given time. And why is that, fellas? Uh, because uh, we happen to be owners of annual passes. There you go. Yeah. They come in handy. And that's what we're going to discuss today. We're going to discuss everything that goes along with being an annual pass holder, all the perks and benefits, um, and understanding that we have new annual pass holders in the family. Welcome. Hello. How are you doing? Glad to have you. Uh, But we also realize that these, you know, that there may be some newcomers to be an annual pass holder or some people that were pass holders previously. But when the, you know, when 2020 happened and all that hoopla around it, uh, a lot of, understandably, a lot of families had to cancel or any, their annual passes at that time. And many have, which ne- have, haven't been to the parks since then. Uh, but so we're, hopefully we're welcoming people back to the parks that haven't been there in a while. Um, and so we thought it'd be a good idea to go through and just kind of give a refresher of, you know, all the benefits you can expect to be an annual of being an annual pass holder, but also some of the must do's, right? So if it's been a while, if you haven't been to the parks before, the closures in 2020, some things have changed. And a so lot has changed. We're going to go through some of, you know, just our must do's and, you know, uh, of what we feel like as an annual pass holder, you should be doing. So, uh, but before we get into that, uh, let's take a little bit of time to talk about uh, ourselves, frankly. Uh, first, we'd like to always remind you to go check out our socials at Off the Monorails. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there at Off the Monorails in your search, and you'll find us, and hopefully you'll have some fun with us and laugh at all of our content. And uh, yeah, just go follow, subscribe along, especially on YouTube. We've got a lot of new things happening on that channel. Uh, we're trying to push some different things there and, and grow it. So subscribe to it. Uh, tell your friends about us. You know, all that fun stuff. Subscribe. Yeah, can't forget about me Monday on Instagram. Oh, me Monday's always a hit. 
it's uh, it's always a good time, always a good start to the week. We'll uh, we start throwing some other things out, some other series out there on Instagram and on the socials, just to have some fun. You know, we've we started doing this little game of you know what cue is this, which I like. And, you know, these ambiguous photos of ride cues and kind of where's Waldo sort of thing. So yep. like that, uh, we've got some throwbacks coming at you soon too. So just a little bit of uh, reaching back into the time capsule that was our childhood going to Walt Disney world. Uh, so we'll be throwing some, some things out there like that and just having a lot of fun, you know, reels and things like that are always fun to, uh, to share mm-hmm. and interact with as well. So if you're not talking to us on Instagram or any of those other socials, holler at us. We love hearing from you. And it makes it just makes it much that much more fun for us. So yeah, it really doesn't matter if you're laughing with us or at us. We just want your attention. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> engagement. This is That's what we're looking for. Your engagement. Yeah. Uh, also, while we're at it, go check out our site offthemonorails.com. Uh, Ryan, you want to tell all those people what they can find on offthemonorails.com? I would love to. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about our beautiful beautiful website that has uh, a new look to it here lately but um first and foremost we'll stop by the shop this is uh this is our bread and butter right here um we got some great t-shirt designs some of them park inspired some of them food inspired within the parks um some of them even inspired by you know certain landmarks within the parks that maybe have a certain connection to our personal lives but regardless of what it is We've got a T-shirt designed for it, or we're working on one that will, you know, will eventually come out. Hmm. Um, you got some great hats. We got bags. We have drinkware. Um, you name it. But we just we're continuously rolling these things out and announcing new drops on uh, our socials. Uh, with kind of our newest collection lately is the Monorail Golf Club collection. Um, really love those designs. Um, we got some that's like a pirate inspired and some of them that's a, a master's tournament inspired. So you've kind of got a little bit of both elements there. Um, but be sure that when you load your cart up in the shop, you um, get past that $99 mark so you can get some free shipping. But beyond the shop, we also have blogs where we have done weekend recaps or holiday recaps, special events, dining events, you name it. Anything we've done personally that we thought somebody needed to know. Um, other than that, that's got all of our direct links to any of our social outlets. So um, be sure and give us a visit at offthemonorails.com. Yeah, absolutely. It's a mighty fine place. Go check it out and have some fun and enjoy the content there. Um, fellas, uh, anything else we should discuss before we uh, get into this? Any news that we... Uh, that we miss or want to get out there? Um, we're still going through DeSantis versus Disney, but that's about it. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> it's a circus. Man, yeah, what a hell. It's a clown show. We literally, we literally recorded the episode, <laughs> and it, and then less than, less than, what, eight hours after I talking like, about all of it? Yeah, it yeah. Just, a bomb. It just, <laughs> lawsuits dropped, and then another lawsuit dropped, and it's just, Oh man! Just everybody's eating good, man. Everybody throwing their suckers in the dirt and just going home pouting. <laughs> like my goodness, yeah, it's, I don't even deserve my time. No, it's a mess. <laughs> it really is, and it. Hopefully, this gets all sorted out. Uh, we went on. I went on the soapbox a little bit on the previous episode, but man, I just 
just get the politics and stuff away from my magic, right? Like, just Please. get it, just get it out yeah. here. I just want to go to parks and like, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, we're not going to talk about it anymore um, until we have like really good concrete uh, Ford uh, information on that. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, it's a disaster all the way around. Um, yeah, we did. I, I don't think we got the chance to discuss this, and I wanted to bring it up because you know it's it's a place that's near and dear to our hearts. Um, the new cabins, the new redesigns over yeah. at Fort Wilderness. Oh yeah, loved getting that notification popping up. Yeah, uh, saw it on Twitter, and uh, I texted you boys, and I was like, "Is this a real thing?" And yeah. then you, you know, Jordan, you responded back saying, "Yeah, it's a real thing." And I was excited. Like all, all of us have stayed at Fort Wilderness. All of us have said that if Fort Wilderness was ever to receive any kind of updates or a facelift, what would it look like? And lo and behold, our answer. Here's yeah, our yep. answer. And honestly, I like the direction they're going with it. I, I do too. They're modernizing but, it. But they're going to need to add some things within the resort itself as far as like a dining option or something because if they're going to have a uh, a dvc specific area they're going to need to bump it up a notch to give them a dvc yeah. you know esque experience dining yeah. experience yeah and i think that's what we're headed towards right i think this is the, another domino that's falling yep. right and it's some could say that it's it's you know part in point to um, the reflections, uh, resort mm -hmm. that is essentially center block, uh, you know, base right now. Um, that's been like that for the last four years four or so. Years. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, not sure if we'll ever get that or at least get it anytime soon. So I think we're seeing a little bit of that, um, budget being pushed over to Fort Wilderness and let's face it, the cabins need it, right? They're nice. Yeah. They're homey, uh, but they are older. They are showing some of their age. And so, yeah, I'm I'm all about the refresh um, and the new style, the new look. Um, I hope this is again a domino effect to to drop, and we continue to see updates throughout uh, the resort and the amenities and offerings. And they even said in their in the announcement with this that this would include some other uh, facelifts uh, mm -hmm. towards the pool area and things like that in the community the trails. areas. Yeah, yeah, all the trails and revamp the trails there. So. There's yeah. a lot of new things coming along, not only just these uh, new style cabins, uh, which frankly I'm excited about because if they are focusing on DVC, right, DVC options as essentially they're just going to allot a, a section of these cabins amount, yeah. uh, to for DVC members to be able to use their points instead of just using cash. Uh, through Disney rack rates, which I am movies. for, I am one hundred percent. It's for just that. another option, and as a DVC member, I am for it because it gives other people well, a chance to spend their option. money somewhere yeah. else. So it kind of takes it takes people away from other resorts, possibly, maybe, right? Well, this also makes a new home resort, right, for a new contract. Yep. Well, we'll see. We'll see. They I haven't said well. if it's going to be a, a new home resort destination, a new contract. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's another thing that's still up in the air. We don't what even know that golf carts. Hey, those could come. Those could come soon too. So, um, you're talking about a f now. I mean, you're now you're talking in something that's yeah. Now we're going down the world. rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that touches that touches much closer to home for me. So, 
uh, yeah, uh, they're, we'll see what their contract with Club Car looks like and, and if they get an updated fleet. Um, we'll see, I mean, really just all the updates. I'm hoping that we get some, like, maybe two-bedroom, uh, actually, like, two-bedroom yeah. options Man. for those DVC like areas. upscale, larger yeah. cabins. Yeah, they yeah. already said that they're going to utilize the same footprint that these existing cabins have, but that just means that they're going to use the same footprint of the plot right 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 so it doesn't right. necessarily mean it's going to be the exact same size same square footage mm-hmm. and, yeah. right um and let's be honest with this with these new designs they're probably going to be much more efficient in the way that they are designing them oh yeah and it, it functioned kind of like tiny homes um, that's what i was about to say maximize the, you know the use of space and that's lofted area or something yeah so i think yeah it, so I think we'll see a lot of those things. They even said that they're going to have specialty cabins with spaces, specialized spaces for pets, uh, which I thought was yeah. interesting too. So I think you're going to see some like extra amenities and like a dedicated like pet bed area, maybe that sort of thing. Uh, it's a very popular destination to bring your pets, you know, it the runners. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited about all these changes. I can't wait to see what other things happen because of it. Um, and frankly, it's this, it's putting off the vibes that that I want from my Fort Wilderness. So yeah. I agree. I agree. There's gonna 100%. be some traditionalists that aren't gonna that are not gonna be for it. And that's right? fine. That's gonna happen. But I don't I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Go camp in your tent and cook your hot dogs, Gerald. <laughs> Which that's the world's moving on without you. <laughs> Honestly, they didn't even comment now that you bring you bring that up. I don't see anything where they talked about uh, the tent sites. Are they going to be doing away with those? I don't think so. Expanding? No, because people still do I it. wouldn't think so. No, that still makes money for them. I mean, yeah. that's literally just land sitting there. It doesn't cost right. them anything. And right. people pay to, to put their tent on there. Uh, same with the RV lots. So I, this is literally only going to affect the cabins. Um, but like we said, they're going to update a lot of trails. They're going to update a lot of other things around that affects everyone staying there. Uh, so yeah, I'm interested to see how it affects. It's going to enhance the stay. Yeah, and all the other all the other sites, right? Not just like think about like the meadow and the setting in there, and so, like mm-hmm. oh, it's already other, a W resort. How do these other buildings change, and how does the offering change throughout? So, well, and see, like, are they are they going to utilize an already existing loop and just revamp that loop, or are they going to be adding a whole new loop and like clearing out land to <laughs> see, put a that, whole new area? There's a lot of land there. There's yeah. what. There's like 300 plus acres there or something like that. It's, yeah. it's ginormous. Yeah. Well, like, because I would imagine a DVC specific area is going to have its own pool area. With, with amenities and things that, you know, will make ATV. it worth it to use your points there. So we could make a whole episode about this shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. it's so exciting. Like, and we speak highly of Fort Wilderness and speak this long of it. As a as a news piece, yeah, because based on experience. is great. It is a great resort as it is currently, and they're talking about enhancing that experience to a whole new level and including DVC options. I mean, that's just a W all around. Yeah, and I sold it short. Um, it's seven hundred and fifty acres. Good yep, lord, there you go. I mean, that's <laughs> it's amazing. That's so bigger than Magic gentlemen. Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. So so the next two to three years you may want to be considering a trip with your family to uh, Fort Wilderness uh, Father's Day weekend. I recommend it. Me and Ryan have oh, done yeah. it. It's great. Father's Day breakfast, Whispering Canyon. Don't miss it. Oh, man. Ask for the man in the big red hat named Lee. Oh, Lee is great. All right, fellas. Well, with that being said, let's talk about 
some annual pass perks and benefits, all that goes with it, and um, just all the must-dos that Disney Pass holders, new and old, should be you know remember should remember that they have at their disposal. Well, I think um, first and foremost for pretty much anybody that has had a, a pass in the past, you know, previously, um, one of the biggest things is your discounts. And, um, you know, you get different tiers of discounts depending on what it is, um, whether that be brick and mortar restaurant settings that doesn't include festival booths or like a walk-up carts within the parks, like, you know, your popcorn carts and stuff like that. But any of your brick and mortar establishments or, you know, say like a gift shop or something, um, those are where your discounts are going to kick in. And um, Justin, do you have the specifics on those discount amounts? I do. Uh, for the most part, you're looking at 10% off uh, your brick and mortars. Uh, you'll occasionally see a 15% uh, option. Uh, this, uh, just for quick reference, you have Enzo's Hideaway at Disney Springs. That'll jump up to 15% of a discount. Uh but for the most part, you're going to see 10%. And then uh, all the Joffreys around the uh, property, you're going to get 20% off. Ooh, save more money on coffee. Love that. Love to see that. I love cheap um, coffee. And there's a couple of them. You want to be, you know, you want to make sure you're well-versed on this, but like uh, Space 220 Lounge and Restaurant, uh, the 10% discount only applies to the lunchtime hours. So you, there's going to be a it's couple, there's, there's only a handful of them, but they are, uh, there are some out there that are specific within a certain time window. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. I actually, until you made that call out, I, I had no idea about that nuance to space 220. So yeah, that's uh, uh, pretty just interesting. To throw another one out there. The basket at wine bar, George. Oh. Uh, over at Disney Springs, ten percent, but only for lunch. Oh, wow, nice. Okay. Um, another discount too. Uh, this has been changed actually over the course of the past couple of years, and this was before I became a pass holder. But right now, the policy is uh, annual pass holders are eligible for a ten dollar discount on one Magic Band Plus per year. And now, fellas, that was different before, like, the whole pandemic uh -huh. phase, right? Yeah. So how was it before the pandemic phase? Yeah, you used to get a free annual pass. Uh, as an annual yep. pass holder, you used to get a free uh, Magic Band uh, with your annual pass. Now, these were uh, the free ones were the, the basic 2.0s. The the they were the basic colors. Um, I have a collection of probably 10 of the just basic colors because not only did you used to get them yeah. for free with your annual pass every year uh, you got them for free with every hotel stay uh, that you had yep uh, so of course you didn't have the upgrade options where you could get some of the premium designs things like that uh, you could do that and you can now still do that and it was a discounted yeah. rate when you yeah. had those yeah. as well um, and you can still do that now if you're staying on property you get those pre-arrival uh, options for your magic band uh, 2.0s and magic band plus um but uh, those are open to anyone staying, you know, on site, not just pass holders. Yeah. So you bring up another good point between Magic Band 2.0 and Magic Band Plus. Uh, this is new for those that have been out of the game <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. So uh, Magic Band Plus is an uh, interactive uh, way to get around the parks. It interacts with the, the 50th anniversary statues at the parks. Even uh, the TBD, if those are going to be staying. <laughs> You know, we'll be seeing what happens with them, but uh, 
and they also interact with the nighttime spectacular. So you have like happily ever after at magic kingdom. You also have Epcot forever over in Epcot, uh, where it's going to interact with the light show and it lights up all kinds of colors. Uh, it gives you your gate entry. Like, uh, always it does the, uh, resort hotel room. It, it does all the normal things that 2.0 did. However, it has some interactive elements added to it. Yeah. It's got Bluetooth connection and some other yep. features too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and those, you know, push firmware and, updates. And um, like Justin was saying that it's interactive with shows, but there's certain rides that the Magic yeah. Band Plus will interact with as well. Uh, like Haunted Mansion, it'll do, it'll flash a red every now and again in the queue. Yep. Uh, which is really cool. And it vibrates on your wrist too. So it's, it's really cool. Um, and these come at a little bit more of a premium price than what you're used to with the magic man 2.0. So be prepared for the sticker price. Um, do we feel like it enhances your, your visit? I think it varies on how much you value. Yeah, it's subjective getting vibrate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very subjective. Uh, would I recommend buying at least one? Sure. Why just get one, try it out. If you like it, cool. If you don't like it, you at least have it as a backup. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, I'd get one if you're under that pre-arrival discount package. If you're staying right. on site, right. that's kind of the way that I would recommend jumping into that. Um, if you're looking to get a new uh, magic band from, if you know, to update yours from, from years past. Uh, but your 2.0 is still work. Yeah. I don't want it yeah. to be yep. understated. Your 2.0 yeah, is still work. I wear throwbacks every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you still get your uh, parking perks and your free parking. Uh, well, that just came back. But well, you get it from <laughs> yeah. all the parks. Uh, you'll get the free parking at the, um, at the, res- the, resorts. At the resorts now uh, as a resort guest. Right. Uh, but at, from park to park, you'll get your free standard parking and you'll get the discounted uh, preferred parking uh, if you want to do that so that's still in place um and of course you can you still qualify for the seasonal discounts that they offer um throughout the year on hotels and Mm -hmm. uh and other offerings as well so uh merchandise and they recently launched disney plus uh discounts as well so make sure you wrap up your disney plus uh account inside of that you know make sure you log them in uh, using the same email and those are, are now options available to you as well. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite perks actually is having access to all of the pass holder exclusive merch, especially being that at like Epcot for the festivals or yeah. um, if they have special edition pins come out throughout the parks. Um, I have taken advantage of this many times, whether it be magic bands, pins, t-shirts, hats, uh, just whatever they got is, it's another way to just flex and say, I'm a pass holder. Yeah. Um, and generally it's a 20% yeah. across the board. Yeah. For a and that's something they've actually been offering more are those annual pass exclusive mm-hmm. items. You know, you've yep. seen the offerings kind of just start to grow as far as item count is concerned, uh, yep. you know, season to season. So it's nice. It's, it's, it's sometimes, you know, the, the, the designs are a little bit better um, when for the annual pass exclusives and sometimes not, but uh, uh, obviously that's subjective as well, but yeah, it's, it's uh it's a nice little perk to have a nice ability to be able to get something that's, you know, semi exclusive uh, from, from everyone else. So yeah, as, as Ryan said, it's, it's a nice little, little flex, little uh, memento, you know, um, Speaking of mementos, something that Disney has done historically um, to to state 
the ownership of annual passes are the uh, magnets that you get every year as an annual pass holder. These have been restyled over the years and really over the seasons. Um, but, um, you know, Disney is uh, famous for releasing limited time uh, pass holder exclusive magnets uh, throughout the year as well. Uh, they did this a lot in in really 2019 uh, and 2020. Yeah. Uh, they didn't do too much after the closures uh, began in March 2020. Uh, we've seen a few uh, pop up every now and then since then. Uh, most recently uh, in the uh, in the winter time, I believe in January. Most recently, we had uh, the Dumbo magnets pop up, but you will see these from time to time. Uh, so, if you are a little collector of of these, and they they are still doing this. Um, it just is a little bit more sporadic. Um, so, yeah. but still a nice little, nice little perk to have if you, if you so care about those things. And some of the uh, things that even most seasoned uh, APs have forgot about, uh, you do get discounts at the AMC at uh, Disney Springs. Uh, it's a $2 off per ticket option. Uh, so make sure you take advantage of that. I have done that myself. It is a real thing. So $2 off per ticket. Uh, you have the keys to the kingdom oh, tour yeah. over at magic kingdom. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of tours, uh, to you. not just that tour, but most of the tours offer a discount right. as well. Yeah. Uh, Splitsville yeah. Disney Springs. So if you want to go bowling, that's 20% yeah. off. Oh, wow. That is a huge discount. It's really, but it's walk-in yeah. only. Here, I mean, general on. rule, and this is what I tell people mostly is like when they're when they're like, all right, well, what where do I get a res where do I get a discount for an annual pass? Um, and I basically tell them, just don't be afraid to ask and then ask yeah. everywhere you go. If you if you're yep. on Disney property and you are about to make a purchase before you make a purchase, ask them if they offer any discounts. Yeah, um, biggest tip I can tell you is like either have a card that you get from guest services or have your pass tied to like your Apple Pay or your Google Wallet and just flash it to them. Yeah, because they will ask to see that is one thing that they got a little more strict on is looking at yeah. the active pass and its validity. Uh, so, yeah, they look at the dates. Yeah, so make sure that you are compliant with that and you'll be golden when it comes to discounts. So, Let's talk a little bit about some of the things that may have changed since people last got to the parks. If if you're out there listening, you're in the boat that you haven't been to the parks since they closed in 2020. Well, like we said, there's there's been a lot of things that changed. Uh, so just to kind of recap how we how we all got here, right? So in March 2020, parks closed. We all know why. Um, in late June. Um, or early July, those park the parks uh, reopened uh, in 2020 with a lot of uh, mandates and a lot of other things uh, involved with that. Um, it was a shell of itself as far as the parks went, uh, but they did start to resume business and um, and people started to uh, started to visit again. Uh, so basically, all of 2020 goes by. And most of 21 starts to go by uh, without any annual passes being available. A lot of people still canceling and refunding their annual passes that they had previous to the closures. Yep. And in September of uh, 2021, uh, 
the annual passes resumed sales. Uh, this is when they unveiled the new names, new tier structure, uh, new came prices. out with new pricing, <laughs> new blockout dates. Um, all of it got restructured uh, and made it was made available again in September 21. And it was just shy of three months of availability uh, until they got paused again in November of 2021. So it was a short period of time that they allowed passes to be purchased. Um, and uh, shortly thereafter, the only ones that were available um, beginning in, uh, I believe it was February or March of 22, uh, the uh, Florida resident uh, Pixie Pass was made available. And that was the only pass that was available until April 13th of this year, 2023, where DVC members uh, were eligible to get any of the new passes. And a week later, on April 20th, 2023, all of the rest of the world was able to purchase uh, any of the past tiers for Walt Disney World. And it has been a dog shit system <laughs> since they've introduced it being like this. Uh, it, the website crashes every year uh, since they try to reopen these passes. I mean, every Hell, they single can't even, They time. can't even hold a run Disney event without the damn website crashing now. Yeah, it, yeah, it so was. I I was uh, personally I was um, on that date. I was able to uh, I was able to upgrade my pass. Uh, so I was in the same line with everybody else trying to trying to buy uh, a, a new pass. And that was, it was insane. It was, it was a, it was a nightmare. Um, but, you know, you find a way to go through. And one of those ways, um, you know, that you should always be reminded is not only do you, do you have the option of doing everything online, right? Uh, we live, it's 2023 guys, like we're going to do everything online. But when those system issues happen and you can't do the the website doesn't work uh you do have access to a special hotline as an annual pass holder yes you do so uh you have you know basically you have a you know i'm gonna call it a lightning lane to someone to help you uh with any issues or you know any concerns any trip planning anything uh, that has to do with walt disney world uh, you can uh, call a special line as an annual pass holder uh, to get expedited service so for those that didn't catch what jordan just said lightning lane uh, <laughs> for you old folks this is what he's referring to as the new fast yeah, ain't free no more <laughs> yeah. so let's dive into to that there's one big change for all of us there and this one was an eye-opener so uh disney decided to do away with fast pass plus and introduce a new system which if you visit the, uh, the disney websites and the app today you're going to see something called the Disney Genie. And built inside of Disney Genie is Genie Plus. And this is their basically solution for the overcrowding of of the see I mean, I even want to say lightning lane now because I'm so used to it, but this is to to fix the overcrowding of the fast pass plus lanes when you would get a fast pass and you would be still waiting in a big ass line granted not as big as the standby line but still a decent sized line this is now a paying option 
to eliminate the weight. So basically it will, it's like a true get on the ride quicker, pay to play. Uh, in our cases, we found some ways it makes sense to do it. And we have found plenty of you know ways where it doesn't make sense to do it. Uh, we'll, we'll let that yeah. play out, you know, with how you figure it into your, your, your day. But, uh, uh, do we, do we see a value for it? It's getting better. So when they first wrote, ruled or rolled it out, it really didn't have a whole lot of benefits to it. Uh, then it got increased and then it became a flex pricing based on the demand of the day. And then uh, they started getting backlash for it. And now we have it to where it makes the most sense as far as value is concerned during its tenure. Now it includes uh, your ride photos with the photo pass option. Uh, if you use the genie throughout the day on uh, the paid subscription to that. So uh, that's an added value, which if you, if you have purchased anything from photo pass and the past, you know, that could be pricey at times. Uh, so this is definitely an alternative to that where you could see the value for it uh, and be able to bring home a souvenir photo uh which is you know the signature thing for disney when you go to disney you get a picture to take home for your friends and family to see but uh it's debatable about where you see the value but this is the current and the state it's in this is the best value it's been in yeah one of the things with genie is the price of it fluctuates by the day so they've already got these like pre-forecasted days on where the parks right. are going to be busier or it's a more sought after day than others. And Genie Plus for the day individually for each person starts out at $15 and I think can go as high as 35. So it really depends on Something like that. what, what you, you know, the, what the day entails as far as if it's near a holiday or if it's a peak weekend, something like that. And of course that gives you access to choosing lightning lanes for like over 50 rides total throughout all the parks. But then there's certain, a-list rides at the parks where they're individual lightning lane only, only. So you would have to get them a la carte additional with purchasing the Genie Plus as well. Yeah. Or you could do it without purchasing Genie Plus. <laughs> yeah, so it seems not complicated at all, right? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's a it, lot, there's a lot yeah. to, to the Genie Plus system and to the new the new lightning lane systems and whether it's, you know, the purchasing the genie plus uh service or the purchasing individual lightning lanes it's there's a lot to it and there's a lot of other things involved with that that really are can be dedicated to an entire episode deep dive and you still probably wouldn't understand half of it yeah yeah and we can confirm that it is a pain in the ass <laughs> it's yeah. just there's a new it learning curve so if you are used to the old fast pass plus system uh and expecting that or expecting the genie yeah, plus service really to function like that uh there are there are some similarities but there are some very large differences yeah. as well and the first one being the price tag associated so well, and we're talking about pain in the ass so like um i'll bring up another pain in the ass well if for i i say that but i'm talking about the theme park reservations they to me were a pain <laughs> in the ass at first right. But now I've grown to appreciate them for trip planning sake when you're looking at your plans and you can. Yeah, kinda, so go, go into that and describe what the past reservation yeah, is. Yeah, so um, 
And I did this both as a ticketed guest and a pass holder because during 2021, the rest of my family had passes, but I couldn't get one, um, which was weird because my wife actually got her pass in February while we were all down there at the same time. Um, she got hers. I couldn't get mine. I guess my cast member didn't like the way I looked or something. But she was able to explain the situation that my mom had already gotten our girls their passes and we needed to get passes because we came to Disney with them and like it. And now we want to come back. So somehow my wife got the cast member to get her a pass. So she at the time uh, had the silver pass with my kids. And, um, but yeah, uh, the way it worked was because the guy set up my ticket at first because I had zero clue what I was doing at this point in time, which is crazy to think. But you have to have, say, if you're a ticketed guest, you, you get your ticket, but then you also have to choose what park you're going to, and that's based off of the date that your ticket is for. So you're actually slotted for, like, say, if you don't have a park hopper, you choose whether you want Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, or Hollywood Studios. And that is, like, that's where you go. And during the pandemic, they had it to where you had to make a park reservation because they were capping out. Um, attendance levels trying to just maintain crowds and not overcrowd during the pandemic basically soft opening if you will and um, pretty much the same thing went with the passes but it's where the pass you know your tickets already integrated into it for the year so you don't have to worry about uh, purchasing a ticket per se but you still choose what park you wanted to go to um, but then after 2 p.m. you could park hop because that's also another perk of having annual passes park hopping after 2 p.m um but you know fast forward to today um as of april 18th actually 2023 um if you are an annual pass holder you can enter any of the parks after 2 p.m without a park reservation for the day minus a couple of exceptions and that would be for saturday and sunday at magic kingdom only so if you want to go to magic kingdom on Saturday or Sunday, you still have to have a park reservation for the day. But for the rest of the parks and then the rest of the week, it is no holes barred. But say, if you still want to visit a park before 2 p.m., you would need to still make a reservation for the day. But if you're one of those people that wants to, you know, say if you're local and you want to just get off work and go ride Space Mountain, you can just show up and scan in now. So that's a... That's awesome. a great thing. Something that they brought back to bring more value back to the past. Cause that was a big question that was up in the air during 2021 and 22 during the reopening phase was there was value taken away from the annual passes. Right. So for those that were listening very close to what Ryan was talking about, describing the park pass reservation system, some of you are probably asking some really, really tough questions to yourself. Like what, happened to some folks well i can confirm some things really shitty things did happen some folks bought tickets out of state out of country came to walt disney world and did not have a park pass reservation showed up to the gates and were turned away because they did not have a park pass reservation did disney catch a lot of flack you bet your sweet ass they did. <laughs> and it caused an uproar. Yep. So 
you think of you know pick, picture yourself in these folks shoes you know how does that like look into the the world scope yeah. of walt disney yeah. world and it was big it was a big well issue. we noted too at one point in time um you know it's well over you know a year ago that the the website itself did a very poor job of advertising how crucial the park reservation system was to buying a ticket and getting to the park like there was nothing about it on there until you actually went into purchase yeah literally like it did not have a a flow screen uh during the 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 ticket buying process where it describes that you had to do that like in large bolding or any of that it was in the small print but you had to search for that if you knew what you were needing to do yeah. and that's the problem with that system has it gotten better since then yeah. yes but when it first rolled out i mean a lot of families got screwed over and not and i feel for them families but uh we said all that to say this make sure when you go planning to go to the parks make sure you know per person that you have coming with you per day make sure you have a park pass reservation documented down yeah i think it's actually became where you have to choose your park reservation during ticket buying process now so it's not like you buy the ticket and then make the park reservation afterward like it's right it's yeah it's kind of like part of the purchase process now thank god yeah yeah, it definitely made it easier, more streamlined, and less guesswork on someone that's new to the process to yeah. figure out. So they are learning, which is which is encouraging, right? It just is a very long uh, road to that uh, that learning curve. Oh yeah, a lot of growing pains. Yeah, and, and like Rob was saying, there is some you know good features to this system. Uh, you're not going to have the overcrowding that we did have before 2020. Uh, is it still busy? Yes, but it it's not what it was uh, in that sense. Me and Jordan were pass holders before the pandemic, yeah. and we've seen Disney in shoulder to shoulder crammed yeah. in as many people as possible during the summer. We've been there. We've done it. We got the T-shirt <laughs> bumper sticker. It's a lot better than yeah. what it was. I've been yeah being um, having been at Magic Kingdom on an at capacity day. It. I hope I never get to experience that again. I've done the same. Yeah. It, it's so yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> it, it that doesn't even describe it. it. Does not even describe it. It can. It gets to the point of not being enjoyable. So yeah, this this yeah. helps helps that helps some relief with that. So so yeah. Um, how about some of the things you know, like you know, one of the things that is a major change that may be a shock if someone hasn't been paying attention to what's been happening around Walt Disney World and they haven't been uh, to the parks in a few years and now they are coming back to the parks, whether it be in, as an annual pass holder or just in general. But um, Epcot is like Construction Land USA, we like to call it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. You'll walk in. Well, walls have came well, down since. Yeah, yeah. Some two, some walls have come down, um, but most of most of the buildings that you formerly knew, electric umbrella, all those things that basically made up yep. that first section around uh, Spaceship Earth, what have have been torn down. Um, all of the um, monoliths have been torn down. Uh, you had the yep. the structure, the new fountain in the middle, uh, directly at the front With of the Moana. site uh that has been uh erected there and uh spaceship earth has the new lights on it 
um, as that were installed which for the awesome. 50th. Uh, which are yeah, a fantastic addition to to that park, and I don't know why it took them so long to add that feature to Spaceship Earth, um, but it makes them for some great nighttime uh, fun there at Epcot. But yeah, great photos. Yeah, too. outside of that, you are going to be walking into walls, uh, walls everywhere around that area until you get to the uh, Seas and Land Pavilion uh, or over uh, near World Discovery, which features you know things like Mission Space or the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind roller coaster. Uh, you know, all these new neighborhoods are being established around Epcot as they reimagine and re, you know this vision of epcot and truly in my opinion make it more like what it was supposed to originally be you know closer to the original vision of epcot kind of being this community uh and this environment where you have these neighborhoods specializing in certain aspects but also still maintaining its core uh educational foundation um and a lot of the a lot of the offerings that it has there uh and then and then, of course, it opens up and, and blossoms into World Showcase that you that you know and love. And I can tell you this. So Epcot, whatever you remember, if you're an old head AP, if you remember all the different sections, it is not the same. So with this reimagination <laughs> going on with Epcot, all of us are having to relearn all the different areas. Even I have trouble to stumble across uh, <laughs> where, how to locate things on the map. Yeah. Uh, no, so it. Yeah, not only do they have uh, these new construction walls that seemingly move every now and then, um, as new pathways are are you know unlocked uh, for us to to utilize, but uh, we also have the additions of a new uh, new Starbucks location um, and mm -hmm. uh, a new main store. Uh, so we used to have Mouse Gears as the feature store in Epcot. Uh, mm -hmm. That has been changed to uh, Creations Shop. Uh, and then uh, you've also have the new Starbucks location, along with a very large sit down area called Connections Cafe, which are both uh, fantastic additions to the park itself. Yes. Uh, they far outdo anything that pre previously existed, in my opinion. Yeah. And um, and I, yeah. for one, love the styling of them. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people don't like the they think that it's too clean and, and not themed enough. No, I love it. I it's it bodes very well with me. Yeah. And it's, it's like to uh, emphasize on how Jordan says this is a large area. Um, like he said, the Starbucks side of it is considered Connections Cafe, which is the, the coffee and tea and kind of pastry side. Then you have a whole different side that is like a quick service restaurant that has your pizza, your uh, oh. burgers, your chicken tenders, your fries, all kinds of other quick service items. That is Connections Eatery. So there's two separate sides to this. And one cool thing was is all the uh, all the tables have like a tabletop uh, wireless phone charger built into them on on the Connections Eatery side. I think that is awesome. Yeah, it's just it's again, it's an advancement in showing that they're looking at the the new technologies and just yep. being future future minded as they build out all of this. So we'll see what they have in store as they continue this construction project. There are new attractions coming. Um, you know, we we got the addition of Guardians of uh, the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind uh, back in 22. Uh, there's been a lot of new additions and a lot more to come in Epcot. So just be mindful of that if you are visiting Epcot for the first time in a while. 
um, that you will be met with some construction, quite a bit of it. Uh, but there are some new things that are very enjoyable uh, for Epcot as well. Love that. Also, guys, what about some of the things that we never got to see come back? Mm. Uh, you guys have to help me out with that because I actually, you know, <laughs> I'm on the new phase yeah, of, yeah, of being a pass holder. I never had the OG true. status. So I think we can all resonate with this one. Uh, I'm glad Enchantment is gone and Happily Ever After came. Yeah. Back. So Happily Ever After, the longstanding fan favorite fireworks spectacular at Magic Kingdom was actually uh, ended for uh the walt disney world 50th celebration and which welcomed in a new uh fireworks show titled enchantment uh which had some elements that were liked but as um as disney folk always like to do they always like to beat the drum for what has always worked in the past um and uh let's just face it enchantment did not hold a candle uh, mostly to uh, happily ever after. So um, happily ever, happily ever after did return um, just a few, uh, just a few weeks back now. And we were there for it. Uh, Justin and Ryan were there to, to witness it on the very first night that it was, it made its return. And uh, it was a magical, magical experience. Yeah. Um, we all we did get to see the railroad come back uh, just recently, yeah. back in January yeah. of this year. So that was a big thing. It was down for what about three years now, four years? Yeah, it was extensive. Um, it's yeah. it's been a while since I've actually ridden the railroad at Magic Kingdom. So uh, when we get back to to Magic Kingdom in in a few weeks, uh, I'll be going on that for the first time in in quite Same. a while, and I can't wait because it's uh, it's been a long time coming. I know the kids are going to absolutely love it. So. Uh, it's good. But speaking of, of, of Magic Kingdom, uh, one of those things, if you're a Stitch fan um, and yeah. you love the attraction there in Tomorrowland, uh, t- Stitch's Great Escape, um, tis no more. Tis no more. Yep. Yeah. It is now collecting dust, and Disney does not know what the hell they want to do <laughs> with it uh, at the moment, apparently. Yeah. So. Uh, Unfortunately, they're not making use of it, and at least letting it ride its tenure out until they figure out what they want to do with it. It is it gone. no more. You cannot enter it. There's no stitch meet and greet outside of it, other than the far side of Tomorrowland by the People Mover. Uh, yep. So this is uh, this is no longer theirs. It's, uh, it's a vacant building taking up a lot of damn space in Tomorrowland. Yeah. So and, uh, on that note, uh, Splash Mountain has now been changed to Scaffolding Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is down. Uh making room yeah. Yeah, for Tiana's uh themed ride coming through, which I think all three of us uh can't wait for this to yeah. retheme and I'm, be done. You know, I'm looking forward to yeah, that. They just was, better put a Tiana's place in Liberty Square. That's all I know. Yeah, I, I've seen some um I've seen some thoughts and ideas put out there how they could split um Frontierland into essentially Frontierland and New a new Square. New Orleans New Orleans Square mm-hmm. and then kind of connect New Orleans Square to Liberty Square. Uh, so there's some concepts that could work there. I am a little torn that we had to say goodbye to Splash Mountain. Um, it yep. was it was a fan favorite. I, I yeah. loved it. Um, but, you know, we got we brought this up, you know, uh, you know, a few episodes back where, you know, 
it 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 was deprecated, right? Like it needed yes. some love and attention, and it just wasn't it was getting too far it. gone. And yeah, so we're anxious to see what happens with that area and all the new that comes with it. But it is always a little bittersweet to have to say goodbye to to an old standby, especially one that represented yeah. our childhoods more. See, I've got an idea too. So like. You know how Liberty Tree Tavern and Diamond Horseshoe already share a kitchen? Yeah. They could easily make one of them a, a, a Tiana's place. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, you could. The rumor is, though, Pecos Bills is on the chopping yeah. block. God, well, I hope not. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We'll see how they do it. The, the, the nice thing is, is there is plenty of land to do it. They have yeah. space. They really do. Especially when you think about yeah. Tortuga Tavern there that is barely ever utilized. Mm -hmm. um, it's adjacent mm -hmm. to that space. So they've got some, they can have some room. Um, so yeah, we'll see what they, we'll see what they do with it. But, um, but yeah. Um, yeah. You, if you were a fan, uh, turn our attention over to Animal Kingdom. Uh, if you were a fan of their nighttime uh, spectacular, uh, that they had it was the river of light uh, that has uh, no more as well uh, it was replaced um, in 2022 uh, with a uh, kite tails basically a very large uh, kite show uh, done over the water there that show has also recently been discontinued uh, so there is no uh, spectacular nighttime show at animal kingdom uh, at this time yeah just uh, the lighting of the tree really yeah also, there's the um, the Finding Nemo show. If you were a fan of that stage show, it has been changed. Um, it was closed uh, for when the parks closed in 2020, and um, and it didn't come back until late last year, late 22. And when it did come back, it came back as a new show, which I never saw the original guys, but the new whatever this new version is, it's spectacular. It's great. It, it's it yes yeah. what i've heard so definitely make time to go check that out and then also dino land usa has some oh, so has some things <laughs> uh primeval world uh for example is a is basically a parking lot now uh it is no more um i think it's a continued issues um along with just a, a new path forward uh, that we got to preview a little bit at D23 this past year. D23. Um, we will start to see some more involvement of that area very soon. And actually, I want to expand on that. If you're wanting more information on that, go look at the D23 Expo from, uh, was it summer of It was septem last September. Yep. So Okay, so September of 22. Go look at that, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about because there was a lot of yeah, updates. Yeah, and we did a, we did a, total, a show totally dedicated to all those updates and some of the things that we were looking forward to based on the information we got from the expo. So uh, you can go check out that episode if you want to listen to all that. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of exciting things happen around Disney's Animal Kingdom and basically, I mean, frankly, all over the place, right? There's a lot of yeah. changes yeah. Uh, but a lot of a lot of them, hopefully, for the better. We'd like to think. So I want to comment on something and go back to Magic Kingdom. So we lost a bunch of the meet and greets, obviously, through the pandemic, uh, and and Disney's response to that was to have some parades that happened, you know, scheduled throughout the day, you know, hour, you know, what, what was it? every hour on the hour for three or four hours. Yeah. Something like that. Like something toward like the that, afternoon yeah. to the evening. Yep. Yeah. 
those have actually stuck around and fellas i know i have my thoughts on it i like it uh i think this gives children and adults that ability to have eye contact and visually see characters regularly throughout the parks without having to stand in a line for a meet and greet i think this is a w all around because it happens randomly throughout the day so it's gonna have a crowd at one point but once it passes it's done and it moves so it's gonna be a a, it's gonna soak up a lot of people and then disperse them as it passes through Versus having them stand in a line well, see, and then pissing off a bunch that, of That, to me, is what kept them around was it's just crowd manipulation. It allows them yeah. to uh, deploy these cavalcades and draw people away from ride queues and try to sort of, you know, get things back under control, if, if you know, if you will. But, um, yeah, they, they are a great way to be able to see some, some more rare characters. Um, and you see some ones that they have pulled out from oh, years. Yeah. I'm talking that like Robin Hood has been pulled or uh, Little John has been pulled out. Uh, we've seen and King Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Sorry. You <laughs> had to. I love it. I, uh, but we've had a lot of rare characters that you probably saw yeah, as a even kid. Powerline Max age. at Hollywood Studios. Powerline Max. Like, that's crazy. You know, very rare, very, very rare characters have been regularly appearing in these cavalcades. And I love that. Yeah, and it's always changing. There's always different characters. So uh I think this is definitely a plus that came from the pandemic. And I'm glad that they have kept them around because, like I said, this gives you that you have the physical contact. And, and can see your favorite character coming towards you. You get to see the five, five, you get to see the seven dwarves, all of that without having to stand in a line. And I think that is, that is like the signature thing when you go to Disney is seeing and meeting a character. And in some instances, like in today's Disney, that's not so easily done. So, the next best thing is catching them in a parade like this. And it happens several times throughout the day. So if you miss it the first time, just catch it the next time uh, versus, you know, standing in a line for an hour and a half, two hours, just to get a meet and greet. And then by that time you've already pissed away, you know, about a quarter of your day. So it, it's, it's just something I'm very happy has stuck around. I think it's valuable for families to know, especially those that have been annual pass holders before, or it's been a long time since you visited the parks to know this information. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think it's a good thing. Yeah. There's also one thing I forgot that we didn't uh, touch on yet. And that is the fact that Hollywood studios and Epcot do not have uh, trams for the parking lot right now. Um, it's just animal kingdom, magic yeah. kingdom that are utilizing the tram service. But what they did gain for those that haven't been to Disney in a while, they gained the Disney Skyliner. They did. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are just now tuning into our podcast, the Skyliner is an attraction all on its own. 
we've covered this so many times. It's it costs nothing to ride it because <laughs> it's all built outside the parks. It goes to Hollywood Studios. It goes to Epcot, and it travels through uh, Pop Century, Art of Animation, Caribbean Beach, uh, Riviera, and all the Epcot resorts have access to this Skyliner system, and it is such an underrated transportation option to get around the parks at Walt Disney world. And like I said, it is a free option. You do not have to have a park ticket or a park pass reservation to get on this transportation. Yeah, It's and it is phenomenal. Yeah, it's really changed. They introduced that, uh, just before they closed the parks, uh, it was 2019, um, and 2020, uh, you know, you saw that happen. Um, so it's a great system. It's changed. It's basically changed how you know, how you enjoy Disney, especially going to those parks. It changed. It changed resorts and the way you perceive a lot of the resorts at Disney. It's it's really been uh, incredible value add uh, to a lot of areas of Walt Disney World. So uh, yeah, it's an incredible addition. Um, and and then one other piece, uh, probably like one of the biggest pieces that. You, were the additions in Hollywood studios itself. Right. Uh, so you saw rise of resistance being added as part of galaxy's edge. Uh, and For yeah, Star Wars in nerds. 2019, uh, and literally a weeks before the closures, uh, in 2020, uh, Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway opened in the Chinese theater, yep. uh, that had closed, um, just a few years prior for renovations. Uh, we had to say goodbye to the great movie ride. Um, but, um, yeah, Mickey Minnie's runway railway is arguably one of the best rides in Walt Disney world as a whole. Uh, so, yeah. uh, you've got that, uh, new addition as well. Uh, so yeah, this is an exciting time. It's, there's a lot of things going on at Disney. There's a lot of things that we've, you know, we said earlier in this episode that we just don't care to discuss because they, it, it kind of ruins a lot of things. Uh, but mm-hmm. we do, the direction that Disney is going in, hopefully uh, they are being cognizant of everything that is happening in the outside world uh, that could affect their uh, affect their standing uh, within the theme park um, stratosphere. And, uh, you know, we are confident and hopeful that they will continue to push the boundaries and be forward thinking uh, to continue to offer more new things for us. So, it's an exciting time to come back to the parks. We're so happy that you are headed back there. Uh, uh, shout out Alex. Um, give her a shout out. Uh, she's a friend of the program. Hey, Alex. And uh, she, you know, she just recently became an annual pass holder and she was very excited, hey, but she had a lot yeah. of questions. Hey, I'm headed back to the parks and haven't been in, in years. And what are some of the things that I should look out for? What are, what are some of the things I need to need to do? And so, um, you know, if there are people like that that are out there that haven't been able to experience the parks in a long time. And so we hope that some of these topics help you understand and learn uh, and just allow you to navigate Disney vacations and trips as a whole 
that much easier because it is a difficult vacation uh, to plan for. It is a diff it's a difficult place to navigate sometimes. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of nuances uh, and we understand that and we still run up against things and we still learn things because guess what? Disney continues to change things. Uh, yep. So and which is also encouraging, right? If as, as long as they change things, hopefully they're changing things for the better because they are listening to the people uh, that matter the most. So uh, we hope that you've been able to take some of these things and apply them and we'll able to, uh, you know, you are able to. Uh, enjoy Disney that much more the next time you visit. Uh, we hope it's been helpful. Um, so thank you. Thank you for, for listening uh, to this episode. Fellas, anything else for our friends before we depart? Yeah. Uh, just to wrap it all up. Uh, anywhere you spend any money, bring your annual pass card, whip it out. Look for any whip discounts that are available to you. Uh, that is, that is my rule of thumb. So anytime your credit card comes out, bring that annual pass card out with it, uh, and make sure you do not leave money on the table. That's right. Yeah. And, um, I mirror everything Justin says there, uh, you miss every shot you don't take just whip that annual pass out. Anytime you're making a purchase, um, all they can say is no, that's the worst thing that can happen. Um, but other than that, just make sure you're following us on all of our social outlets, whether that be Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Um, Twitter will be the one where a lot of our newsworthy stuff will roll out of and sometimes Instagram. But if uh, there's any updates to things like this with annual pass discounts or anything that's uh, being canceled or brought back, we will be sure and put these on our feeds so everybody is made aware. So just be sure and follow us along at Off the Monorails on everything. And I also want to encourage if you are looking uh, for a resource available to you that uh, gives you a full rundown listing of the annual pass discounts and perks, uh, just make sure you visit the Disney website and just look up uh, in the search bar. Just type in annual pass holder and you'll be able to find everything you're looking for there. And if you are planning a Disney World vacation right now to enjoy that brand new annual pass in your pocket. Uh, if it's burning a hole and you are looking for a place to stay and you want to save some money, go check out our friends at dvcrentalstore.com. There is a link for them in our episode description. They can save you money uh, up to 75% sometimes uh, com when compared to Disney rack rates at Disney Deluxe Resorts. Uh, so uh, there's been times where we have seen uh, stays uh, at deluxe resorts like the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian uh, or Saratoga Springs um, for less than the value resort uh, through directly booking directly through Disney. So there are some great deals out there. They can, they're a great company. They can hook you up. Uh, so go check them out. And uh, they've got plenty, plenty of points to go around and, uh, and offerings out there. So, Make sure you sh uh, make sure you check them out if you're planning your next vacation to Walt Disney World. And since we're speaking all nice about uh, Magic Kingdom, be sure to check out our friends at 1901candleco.com and uh, pick yourself up a nice candle or a gift for uh, it's the end of the year for the school. So we got some teachers that are looking to get uh, their summer started. So why not send them off with a candle uh, to get them started? Uh, they make great gifts for Christmas, birthdays, uh, welcoming a new neighbor to the neighborhood, any of that stuff. Uh, specifically, you know, we're talking about Magic Kingdom. They have a scent called Main Street. 
and it just smells like walking down the middle of Main Street USA down in Walt Disney World. And what better way to, you know, come home, light that candle up and just, you know, light, light that memory up in your head and just take you there. So, uh, but visit 1901candleco.com, fill up your cart. And then as you check out, use our promo code off the rails 15 and save yourself 15% off of your cart. And this is not just a one-time deal, folks. This happens every single time that you make purchases from 1901 Candle Co. So make sure Off the Rails 15 is used at checkout. Save yourself a little bit of money. We're all about that. We're family guys ourselves. And get you some great scented candles. Another way we can help you out is with coffee. Our friends at Expedition Roasters, they've got the coffee game covered. Um, Anything that's pop culture inspired, Disney parks inspired, uh, even some Harry Potter influence there. Uh, they've got you covered, but more so than just characters and, you know, IPs, they have just great coffee flavors. They got anything from light roast, medium, dark roast. They've even got a Thunderstruck roast, which is a high caffeine blend featuring none other than Mr. Thor himself and his magnificent hammer. Fitting. <laughs> but, uh, you could choose your grind of uh, choice, whether that be whole bean all the way down to fine grind. Um, they've got lots of great flavors. Uh, some that are like uh, alcohol inspired, like through bourbon or rum, uh, you name it. My favorite so far that I've had is the Enchanted Tiki Coconut. Um, that is my suggestion to anybody. If you go in here for the first time to buy something, you need to try it because it will change your life. <laughs> it is now my favorite coffee and I can drink it black. I can drink it with cream. doesn't matter, but um, be sure that when you load up the cart, use the discount code off the monorails, our namesake, super easy to remember. You can save yourself 10% on every order you place. And also any cart that is totaled over $65 gets free shipping anyways. So make sure and you get over that $65 mark Plus, use our discount and save yourself 10%. I mean, what's not to love? Big but uh, just be sure and give them a visit at expeditionroasters.com because their stuff's incredible. Yeah, and be sure, too, if you'd like to support the show and get some behind-the-scenes content, become part of the show with uh, special Q&A episodes, become part of our Discord community uh, and more exclusive offerings, go check out our Patreon offering. It, you can check it out in the episode description or at offthemonorails.com for more information. Uh, but it's just your way of uh, getting exclusives and giving back to the show at the same time. So we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for checking out the show. And be sure, if you're not already, follow the show on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, so make sure you click that follow button so you're alerted anytime we post new episode updates. Uh, along with, uh, if you haven't already, Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. We appreciate reading all those, uh, and it helps us reach a wider audience, uh, which is exactly what we want to do. Is We just want to have more fun with more people and help more people along the way. So if you haven't done so already, please do that. It helps tremendously. And until then, guys, I think we're all set. Yeah, yeah. Just um, getting ready for our next episode. Can't wait. Um, see what kind of cool, crazy topic we come up with next. Yeah, congratulations to all you new APs and Welcome back to all of you that have uh, had a little bit of a intermission in between. So we welcome you back and enjoy the parks. Yes. yes. Welcome. Welcome. So glad to have you. So uh, until next week, we'll talk to you later.
I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails.